Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Good morning, everybody. I hope everyone's doing well out there today. I want to talk about risk today. I'm doing a podcast on the go because I'm driving and I got inspired by the snow. Yes, there's snow today. There's a snowfall on the ground and it's not very much snow, but it's a pretty snow. It's December 2nd and it has me in the Christmas spirit. (laughs) But I want to talk about risk today because anytime there's snow or any kind of weather, there's always a little bit of risk driving, right? And that's what I'm doing. I'm driving to work and I am being safe while I podcast, I promise. But but snow brings a little bit of risk, doesn't it? Um, and I was thinking about that even as I watched the weather report this morning, how they said, you know, there's a little bit of snow, just be careful while you drive. And and then the weatherman said, you know, we're actually in line for a snowstorm this weekend. And maybe this is just the, the pastor in me, but uh, the first thing I think about is the Sunday services on Sunday and wondering if the snowstorm is going to get in the way of that. And that's the last thing we need as pastors and churches this year is one more reason to keep people away from our gatherings. You know, we've had coronavirus and all kinds of crazy going on, and now you add snow to the mix. I guess that's just how a pastor thinks. So I was thinking about risk. You know, we all know what risk is. It's something that could bring some danger if we're not careful. And there are some things that are worth the risk in our lives, like snowfall. There are some things we definitely wouldn't do if there was a good amount of snow. And there's a list of things that we would do no matter what, even if there was a bad snowfall. You know, something like taking someone to the hospital if they were in danger or, you know, watching out for a loved one or getting to a job we absolutely had to get to or we might be fired. There's a few things that we would do no matter if the risk was there or not. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today is I want to think about risk. Um, I'm a father of six and so I kind of live with risk every single day of my life. Uh, My children are sort of clumsy. I'm trying to be nice to them, but they're all kind of clumsy that way. And so I've learned as a father to watch out for things that they don't watch out for, you know, rugs that are kind of bunched up that they could trip on or toys that are left out or a chair that they're sitting too close to the edge. So as a father, I'm always looking out for the risk of my children. But I want to think about risk today because risk is all around us in 2020. We've had more risk this year than any year in the past. And it's helping us make decisions. We're, we're all questioning whether we should do things or what we should do based on the risk that's out there. And there's an actual job out there called risk management. And I believe the, the point of risk management is to simply calculate the risk of stocks and things like that and, and investments and whether you should do it or not based on the risk and reward. And I, I've always thought that's kind of an interesting job for someone to sit down and be a risk expert and say, yes, yes, this is worth a risk. And no, 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 this isn't worth a risk. You should sit tight. And I've noticed the stock market this year, even though I don't have any stocks or follow the stock market, it's in the news. And they've said the stock market has, you know, been all, all over the place this year, as you might expect. It's been up, it's been down, it's been crashing, it's been, you know, surging and just kind of like the coronavirus. But it had me thinking about risk. There was this episode of, of the Twilight Zone, and I think they're all kind of based this way. All the Twilight Zones seem like they're this way. But in this Twilight Zone, um, the reality was kind of the opposite of what they wanted you to think. And again, I think that's every episode of Twilight Zone. But this one episode of Twilight Zone, there were these, um, this spaceship came to Earth. And uh, they had space 
aliens in the spaceship and every, you know everybody was worried as you might expect you know if it, if an actual spaceship landed and aliens came out of that spaceship we'd all be a little bit worried by that and that's what was going on in this episode but uh, so we had we had basically every nation of the world getting their heads wrapped around the fact that there were spaceships that landed on earth and they had space creatures space aliens inside of them and what should we do should we attack should we wait for them to do something you know should we be friendly and yes it's sci-fi but in this episode the aliens kind of turned out to be nice and they spoke in a different language so we kind of had to crack the code but they had a way of translating into our language into english or i guess it was because it was an american episode but so they were they were translating through some machine they had and their their language was coming out in english even though that's not what their language was and so we were listening to them talk and they were talking about how they as another planet just saw us struggling down here with a bunch of different things that we struggle with and they had a bunch of technology and, and wisdom that we don't have so they decided to come down to our planet and help us and they were being very friendly they were very large creatures but they were being very friendly and uh you know we were skeptical because you know that's what you do with aliens <laughs> you're really skeptical so i don't really want to play spoiler alert but but this movie this episode is basically you know 50 60 years old so i'm not that worried about it if you haven't seen it by now then i'm sorry um so everyone gets convinced, you know, based on testing these aliens, that they, they, they're true to their word because the aliens did come down. They help us with better energy and things like that. And so they got these scientists and the leaders of the world kind of testing and validating that these aliens are actually there to help us and not harm us. And so the aliens, for a while, they are helping us. They're giving us a lot better tools and technology to help us solve a lot of problems we have. And so everybody's starting to feel comforted. And so months, months go by, maybe even longer than that, maybe years go by, and the aliens are still helping us solve a lot of uh, the issues in the world. And now they decided that they, they want to take a few people back to their planet to show us some really cool things and to show us a tour of their planet and see all the things they have. And, and they have like a sign-up sheet and, you know, you have to get on the list and you have to be selected. But a bunch of people have felt comforted by the aliens at this point and are thinking, yeah, it'd be great to go on a spaceship, one of their spaceships and go to their planet and see what they got. Because I guess they have no bad weather, they have no crime, you know, all kinds of good things. And so there's a sign-up sheet and everybody's flocking to this. Well, they brought this book along with them and in, in the confidence that we had in them, they, they sort of gave this book to us and the book was written in a different language. So the entire time while this thing is happening, there's scientists that are trying to crack the code of this book because it's written in a totally different language that we're not familiar with. So scientists are trying to figure out what this book means, what it's what it's about, how to how to read it. And all while this is happening, people are signing up to go to their planet. And finally one of the scientists cracks the code, but the other scientist who was working with him actually was on the sign-up sheet to go to the planet and he gets in line to go on the spaceship. And while he's in line to get on the spaceship and the aliens are kind of guiding them into the spaceship, the other scientist runs to where he is in line and says, get out of line and yelling at him, get out of line. He said, we cracked the code. We cracked the title of the book. And the title of the book was to serve man. And they knew that for a while. They had cracked the title a while ago. But as she read the book, as they figured out the language, they realized that the book was a cookbook. <laughs> To serve man was a cookbook. They were taking 
people, earthlings, back to their back to their planet to cook them and, and serve them. That's what the serve man was all about. And so what, cracking the code, she realized that they weren't there to help us, but they were there to harm us. And by this point, it was too late. The guy was captured and put on the spaceship and, you know, the rest is history. But I tell that story to tell you that often in life, especially when we have a spiritual enemy as we do with the devil, it's often the opposite of what it seems. And I can't help but think about that when we're in 2020, that there's been so much risk around us that we're all worried and frenzied, wondering if we should go anywhere, if we should do anything, if we should remain at our post, if we should even go to church and continue to be Christians that way. But I want to talk about risk today because risk is something that you find even in scripture. And we can't help but notice it all around us. Even if 2020 wasn't here, there's risk all around us. And I want to talk about risk today because I, th I believe we have an enemy who is very much like the twilight zone where he he paints a picture of what he wants you to see, but it's very much the opposite of what he wants you to see. And I'll explain that as I go. See, risk is kind of a part of the Christian path. You can't really avoid it. And I believe there's a bunch of us today that are trying to custom make a Christian path that doesn't have any risk involved. You know, we want to follow Jesus Christ. We definitely want to go to heaven and not pay for our sins. But we don't really want the risk that comes along with being a Christian. But I've told, I've, I'm telling you guys, I've searched the scripture a lot and I, I can't help but see risk every single time I read the Bible. Every single person I'm reading about, every single story, every single book, there's an enormous risk. I mean, pick one. Pick Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace or Daniel in the lion's den or David and Goliath or Noah's Ark or Jonah and the whale or Paul and the early church being persecuted. No matter where you go, there's risk. Jesus himself. It seems like every day that Jesus was alive on the earth, his life was at risk. Because he came with a message of love and hope and peace and security and people hated him. And they sought to kill him over and over and over. There's risk in the Christian life. There's an enormous risk in the Christian life. And I know we don't like risk. Risk doesn't make me comfortable either. I told you as a parent, I try to avoid risk with my children because my children, I don't want them to get hurt. And a risk of them getting hurt makes me frenzied and stressed because I don't want anybody to hurt my children. But we need to understand that in the Christian life, we can't, we can't avoid risk. It's kind of built into the system. And the devil has built up this plan that he's going to make his, his world and everything that he has seem non-risky. And he's going to make everything that the Christians do and that we have seem very, very risky. And that's exactly what's, what's coming to play here in 2020. Is that there's safety versus risk. And it's all over the media. If we do these things, we will be safe. And if we do these other things, we'll be at risk. And you should want to take risk because risk can harm your life and can damage your life. And so avoid risk, be safe do these things. But I wonder as a pastor who's read a lot of the Bible that maybe it's the opposite of what people are telling us. Maybe it's the opposite of the messages that are being sent to our brain. And what this podcast is not about is, is not listening to the government authorities or anything like that. What I'm telling you today is that the messages that are being sent to our brain may be being sent by the evil one. And the messages may be the complete opposite of what's actually reality. See, there is risk following Jesus Christ. 
There is, and you can't avoid it. Following Jesus Christ is going to bring danger and harm and people speaking ill against you and possible persecution and possible loss of things, even family members. There is going to be risk in the Christian life. And the devil highlights that and says, see, there's risk. And nobody likes risk because risk is scary and risk could mean the end of your life and risk could mean you lose a bunch of things and you don't want risk. So why don't you do these things? Remain safe. Take the risk away. Still call yourself a Christian because we can, we can find the passages in Scripture that seem to say that no matter if you take the risk away or not, you're still going to be saved. You're still going to get to heaven. If you can angle certain passages, you can make it say anything you want. So you take the risk out of Christianity. There's no risk and you get to go to heaven for the rest of eternity. I mean, it's a win-win. But you have to remember we have a deceiver. He's a deceiver. And I don't think if you take the risk out of Christianity that you have Christianity at all. And what I'm seeing now all around me is, is people trying to take the risk out of Christianity and, but still keep it. Versus what seems obvious in Scripture, you either take Christianity with the risk or you ditch it altogether. But that's not what we're finding today. We're finding people that are saying yes to following Jesus, but no to risk. As long as there's no risk, I'll follow Jesus Christ. But if there's risk, I won't. And even though I don't when there's risk, I'm still a Christian. And that's problematic when you come to Scripture. That's really hard to make work if you're just reading the Scripture organically. It's really hard to make work. But what I want to talk about today is, is kind of flipping the tables on the devil because that's what he does to us. I want to talk about what the real risk is. Because Scripture speaks of risk in two elements. There's a risk on the earth where something could happen to you on the earth by following Jesus Christ. Then that happened to countless people. Their lives were threatened and endangered. And things were taken from them and they were lonely and thrown into prison and forgotten about. But there's another risk and their other risk comes on the other side in eternity. Because there's a day called Judgment Day. And it's the riskiest thing everyone will ever encounter is standing before the judge of all creation, the judge of the universe, and having him look at your life and, and determine whether or not you actually believed in Jesus whether or not you actually loved him, whether or not you actually were his person, whether or not you actually obeyed his commandments. And if not, you're going to go somewhere for the rest of eternity that none of us even want to consider. And it's real. It's not a myth. It's not a fairy tale. It's real. And I want to help us understand the real risk today is not what the devil is telling us the real risk is. The real risk is standing on judgment day and not being found in Jesus Christ. But the devil's telling us today the risk is very much the opposite. The judgment day thing is, is all taken care of. There's no threat. There's no harm there. The real risk is what might happen to your body on the earth. And I can't help but think of that passage in Matthew 10 when Jesus says to us, do not fear those who can kill the body, but after that have nothing more that they can do. But he said, but I tell you whom to fear. Fear him whom after he has killed the body, has the authority to cast both soul and body into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. You notice that there's risk on both sides. There's risk of your body and there's risk of your soul. But Jesus is telling us the risk of your body is not real risk. It's not the severe risk. It's a little bit of risk in this little environment that we live in. Something could happen to you and hurt your body on this environment, in this place. It is true. And you can't take risk out of Christianity. 
But I want to flip the tables on the devil today because what he's telling us today is that the greatest risk is our bodies. The greatest risk is our lives here on the earth, and he's wrong. He's lying to every single one of us, just like the aliens were lying to every single person in that Twilight Zone episode. They weren't there to help people. They weren't there to serve man. They were there to cook man and do great harm to their bodies. And the devil is trying to package it to make you think, see, if you do these things and you keep yourself safe, and yeah, okay, maybe you can't always go to church. Maybe you can't always be a great Christian. Maybe you can't always seek out the needs of other people, but you'll be safe. What he's actually doing is putting you in the greatest risk he could possibly do because that's how he works. He's a savage. He's evil. He's corrupt. He wants to hurt you. He's a liar. The scripture calls him the father of lies. So whatever he's telling you today is not the reality. But he's packaging it so that it seems like reality. And 2020 has been a brilliant strategy for the devil. Make everything risky especially following Jesus Christ. Make everything risky. Tell people there's a few things they can do. You know, like go to work. They have to go to work. You know, like be with their family. They have to be with their family. Like do their hobbies. They, they want to do their hobbies. But, you know, church and everything else, it's too risky. It's too risky because what, what if you get a disease? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if someone catches it? What if you spread it? Um, you know, what if, what if, what if? And we also got enough perverted doctrines implanted in our minds from the devil that says, even if you don't go to church, you're still saved. Even if you don't act like a Christian, you're still saved. You're still going to heaven. So let's remove the risk and let's still be Christians. And what he's actually doing is he's, he's turning the tables to get you to live the riskiest life you could ever live by flirting with disobedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see that? Because that's how he works. And I want to flip the tables back on him today by, by basically telling all of us, myself included, that there's only one risk. The only risk that is real risk is standing before the Lord at Judgment Day and for him to say, I don't know you. You're not one of mine. You didn't follow me like I told you to. Be gone from me. Guys, that's the only risk. And the reason it's the only risk is because that deals with our soul and our body. And the risk on this earth only deals with our body. And Jesus told us that exact word. He says, don't fear those who can only kill the body. And after that, have nothing more that they can do. But he said, I tell you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has destroyed body, because he can do that too, has the authority to cast soul and body into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. He's telling us where the risk is. The risk is not in our lives here and upon the earth. And that's the picture that's painted right now that... Oh, here, all the risk is here upon earth and what could happen to your body and what could happen to your lungs and you could be in a hospital bed and yada, yada, yada. So hunker down, save your life, don't take any risk and you'll still be a Christian because, you know, that's what the perverted doctrines say. You'll still be a Christian even though you don't do anything that Jesus told you to do and there'll be no risk and you'll have a perfect environment. You'll be a Christian, You'll, God will love you. You'll, you'll have eternity in heaven waiting for you, but you won't face any risk here on the earth. But I don't see that in scripture. Every single time I come to scripture, the people that really follow Jesus Christ, their lives were constantly at risk. But you know what they didn't have? They didn't have the risk of standing before the Lord Jesus on the last day and for him to say, I don't know who you are. That risk was completely taken away because they were giving their lives firmly to Jesus Christ. They were living for him. They were serving him. They were obeying his commandments, no matter what it meant, no matter the risk. 
And I'm telling you this today because it's snowing. And it entered my mind, even for a fraction of a moment, I wonder if the roads are going to be slippery today. Maybe it's better if I don't go to work, if I work at home. And it was just a fraction of a moment. I, I kicked it out of my mind really quickly. But it proves to me there's, there's that in the back of my mind. That there's, there's a potential of risk. And the potential of risk tells my brain that I should secure my life at all costs and not take any risk, even if it means... I don't do what the Lord has called me to do. Now, is there a line that we should draw? Yes, probably. There is a possible line that we should draw to say, okay, if it's this and you're really going to put people at harm's way and it's this and you're really going to endanger somebody and, and again, it's not the will of the Lord specifically, Maybe we can say, okay, for the sake of a really bad snowstorm and the sake of one really bad coronavirus surge, maybe we'll take a Sunday off. That's not really what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a practice of removing risk from your life as a Christian and actually placing the greatest risk upon your soul by not following Jesus Christ. And that's how the devil loves to work. Don't follow Jesus. Not really. Take all the risky things away. Follow him in safety. Follow him while taking care of all of the things that you love. And you'll have a perfect system. And he's lying to us. He's, he's, he's seeking to cook us in hell. Because he wants us to have the greatest risk out there. Of not doing the will of the Lord. Guys, it's not an option. Not doing the will of the Lord means you're not a Christian. Not doing the will of the Lord means you're not confident and secure at Judgment Day. If we don't practice the will of the Lord, if we don't gather with his church, if we don't serve other people, if we don't fight sin to the death, if we don't love our neighbor as we love ourselves, if we don't search the scriptures and discipline ourselves to know it and learn it and meditate upon it and pray, then we're not Christians. We're not. You can't take all of that away, risk or not, and still be a Christian. And yes, if you do all of those things, especially in 2020, you're going to find risk for the body. But you know what you won't find at all? Risk for the soul. In fact, you'll completely nullify risk for the soul. There won't be any risk at all for the soul. When you follow Jesus Christ, all the risk for the soul on the other side goes completely away. It's a promise from God himself. But yes, you will have risk in the body. And the devil has told us, no, you can remove risk from both places. You can remove risk on the earth and remove risk at Judgment Day and you'll be completely risk-free, but the scriptures don't support it. And I just want to encourage you today to say, listen to the right messages. Listen to the word of God. That if you follow Jesus Christ, there will be risk in the body, for the body, for your life now. There will be, and I don't know how severe, but it will be a reality. You will have a risky life. Doing the will of God is going to endanger your life to some degree. It's going to make it harder and more dangerous. But it's nothing compared to the risk of not following Jesus Christ, of still being in your sins when you stand before the judge of the universe and he says, I'm sorry, you didn't follow me, which means you don't have my payment, which means you're on your own, which means you have to pay for every single one of your sins and be gone from me. Guys, think about it. Consider risk. Be a risk manager today and consider and calculate what is the greatest risk. Is the greatest risk what can happen to your body or is the greatest risk what can happen to your soul? 
Please think about that today because I don't want anyone for the sake of keeping their body alive, putting their soul in danger. And that's exactly why pastors are here. We are here to scream the message at you, just like prophets did in the Old Testament. No, the greatest risk is not doing the will of the Lord. So when we see people for weeks not coming to church, it scares us, okay? Because we think people are endangering endangering their souls. And we would much rather people endanger their lives than endanger their souls. Now we don't want either. I don't I don't hope for the danger of anybody any in any way. I don't I don't want the endangerment of my children and their bodies. But if I have to choose, and many times in Christianity you do, between the body and the soul, I'd much rather everyone I love endanger their bodies versus endanger their souls. Please think about that today. Please consider what you're doing. Please consider how you're living. And yes, consider where the greatest risk is. Is the greatest risk the coronavirus and everything that's going on in 2020? Or is the greatest risk neglecting to stay at your post and do what the Lord has called you to do and have him say in the last day, I don't know who you are? Versus risking your life, risking your body, risking your livelihood, but on the last day, the Lord saying to you, well done, good and faithful servant. The kingdom and everything that I have is prepared for you. Guys, don't let the devil flip the tables on us today. Don't listen to his messages. Listen to the word of God. Go the way of Jesus, no matter what it means. And I pray that you'd be blessed in your doing. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.